0: Anyone's Game Podcast. Following women's football. And welcome to another edition of the Anyone's Game Weekly Podcast, where we look back at a second Sunday of pulsating action in the SWPL One. There was goals galore again, with twenty goals in four matches. Glasgow City were the high scorers of the weekend, as they hit four for Farmington for seven in the early kickoff. Rangers hit back in the later kickoff, taking five with no reply from Spartans to remain level in points, but with City, but top by goal difference of plus seven. Celtic returned to winning ways, which sees them still in the hunt for the title and five points behind the leaders as they defeated bottom side Hearts 3-0, and Hibernian pushed back up to fourth on the table with a hard-fought win over Motherwell, who are still searching for that second win of the season. Joining me on the show tonight to discuss the weekend's action is Kilmarnock's Lisa Swanson and Anyone Games pundits Robbie Hanratty and Gordon McComb. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank, all right. Cheers. Thanks Thanks for having me. Ah, you're very welcome. So, Lisa, <laughs> we'll start with you. First yeah, yeah, of all, yeah, how good, are you? thanks. How are you? Eh, wonderful, thanks. And how's life in SWPL2 at the moment? Obviously not playing football. Uh, how's the feeling life amongst
1: the, the players? in SWPL2 right now is non-existent, so I don't, I don't really know what's happening yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I think the league had a meeting about two weeks ago. But since then, I've literally heard nothing about when it's going to go back, so eh, I'm not really too sure what's going on there. And how do you, the players, feel a bit let down as to uh, not knowing yeah, what's going on? Yeah, it's frustrating more than anything. It feels as if the league's kind of just been forgotten about. A lot of focus and attention is on the SWPL 1 right now. And the SWPL 2, we've just not had any answers or anything, so I don't even know if we're going to go back at all. I think it might... Uh, it might even be too late for us to go back and then still finish the season. So I say as I say, I'm not too sure what's going to happen there. But eh, you're no, back still training, not training now, either. aren't
0: you? Are you not training? Oh, cause no. I, th- I thought you my apologies. We were speaking mm-hmm. to Kelly Forrest from Aberdeen and I've heard sort of that
1: there's other teams training. I'm... I don't know the the kind of rules around that, but definitely at Kilmarnock and a few other teams, like we're definitely not back. We haven't got... we've not had the go ahead yet. It's all to do we like, the government no. guidelines and testing no. and things like that. So we've not even got a training date yet. Never mind a date to start the league again.
0: So what do you do personally, then, Lisa? That, are you just trying to keep yourself fit? Well, on
1: the side I'm I'm quite lucky because obviously I'm I'm, you, I'm you
0: at Motherwell just now,
1: or? so. I'm only on loan to Comarnock, but obviously I've not been yet because of, like, the training in the games haven't started yet. So right. it was Motherwell went back to training and then four weeks later, Stuart spoke to me and was like, we, we can now bring you back in until the SWPL2 start." So I'm kind of I'm at least four or five weeks behind everyone else right now in terms of training, and then trying to balance that with my work. I just missed like the full week there of training, then I missed the game on Sunday. So this Monday coming, like this week, this is me just starting to get back into training again. So. I'm well behind right now. How, how long do you think you'll be back um, Well, I'll be training with Motherwell this week so it's just up to me to kind of do well in training and try and get back in the first team uh, which will be difficult because I'm so yeah. far behind. But yeah. for me, it's just about getting back into training and back into football again and trying to get my fitness up the best I can. And then I think as soon as the SWPL2 get the go-ahead, I think that's when I'll then go to Kilmarnock and play play the rest of the season there on loan.
0: God, I didn't realise my apologies. <laughs> I thought you were actually... At I, I'm going on loan, but... <laughs> did, did they
1: just sort of cancel the loan for the time I, being? Uh, so... I think they had an agreement anyway that I could be recalled back at any time. So, during the lockdown, I was like, right, I'm going to come Arnick. I met up with Andy Gardner. I got, like, my strips. He's He's got number 13 printed on the tops for me, so I'm ready to go. It's just a matter of <laughs> waiting to see when they go back, so... Stuart obviously yeah. with the change in management oh. and like Stuart and Willie are taking over just now, so they wanted me back in. So for me, it just made sense because yeah. it means I'm still I'm now yeah. finally going to get to train. You'd just be happy
0: to back training, I suppose. But uh, it must be a bit of turmoil Aye. for you then because you don't really know what's Straighten going on Sorry
2: really. I know that's brutal. I can imagine, Lisa. I just wondered, obviously, if you at Motherwell was it a big shock to you if uh, Eddie Boychick Black stepping down the other week so close to the season um, resuming.
1: To be honest. I kind of seen it coming our, our results weren't the best I think just the, the environment and training it wasn't it was quite low and things like that and I think for Eddie as well I think it was maybe starting to put a lot of pressure on him because like, the club weren't doing so well and motherwell are really trying like pushing for for the club to be noticed a bit more like in terms of women's football so with the media attention on the team and then the team not really doing so well and getting the results I think it might probably put a lot of strain on him I think stepping down just now I think it's maybe the, the right yeah. the right decision and just the right time for him
3: So do you mind if we just double back for a second because I know you mentioned you had a four week spell where you uh-huh. you were loaned out to Kamanek but you wanted to train with Motherwell yeah. because you weren't allowed to train with there There's a four week spell where you're not allowed to train with Kamanek because so of that loan So the
1: loan, the loan was all agreed and I was ready to go Eddie said that I could go and that was fine and then, so the teams were due back, but then I obviously get cancelled. So while Eddie was still in charge, I was always going to go to Kilmarnock. It was because I couldn't train with two clubs at the, at the same time because of COVID and testing. So that's why I'm kind of four weeks behind. Because Kilmarnock don't have a, a set date yet, I was just sitting just waiting. So it was Stuart who wanted to bring me back in. It's really Stuart I've got to thank for that. He wanted me back in, wanted me back involved again whereas Eddie was happy to let me go. So that's how that's kind of that four week wait kind of came about.
3: Yeah, that can't have been a uh, that can't have been good at mm-hmm. all given that the, the side you're looking to play for and you get minutes under and you're yeah. you're left kind of in limbo waiting to see and obviously in a way you're <laughs> still in limbo waiting to see when uh, mm-hmm. SWPL2 is coming back. No, it's just um, have you even had a chance to like catch up with the with squad and do you have like team meetings and all that kind of stuff?
1: With Motherwell or Comarnock? Uh, no, I have I mean, um, The only time I've been down and in, involved with Comarnock at any point was when I went down to sign the papers and to meet Andy and like, he, pr- he got my... My squad numbers printed on the commando tops. That's literally the only involvement I've had right now with command it's just a big waiting game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just mad it's just mad oh, it's to me, just but, yeah. mind, mind-boggling isn't it well we're, we're obviously sorry to hear that at least we'll back playing football soon <laughs> definitely but now guys we're going to have a look at weekend's action firstly we'll look at the top of the table and the race for the championship and of course that elusive Champions League spot Glasgow City of course 7-0 victors against Forth, with a debut hat-trick from bear with me here guys Ode Fuletidlu a first goal for Julia Mullen Nicole Robertson Sharon Wojcik and Joe Love on the score sheet so Robbie you were at the game on Sunday obviously just how good are Glasgow City looking at
2: the moment yeah Glasgow City well in the first half Glasgow City dominated the game they hit the crossbar four times they hit the side netting about three times like they was just looking like every attack It looked like they was going to score and as I say the bar everything was just Saving for her. And to be fair to um, Cassie Calper and Lisa Ryan, they tried to stop any threat that was coming from the likes of Priscilla Chinchilla and Natalie Robertson. But obviously in the second half, that's when Glasgow City turned on the style and got six goals and there's some really good goals scored as well. like As I say, the perfect hat-chick for the new signing. What a better way to make your impact with uh, left foot, right foot and a header. And she honestly could have had more. There was a lot of chances she had. So it's promising for Glasgow City. And if it is going to come down to goal difference at the end of the season, well, they'll be really glad to have got that and a clean sheet against Foifu. Yeah, no, definitely.
0: And Lisa, have you ever been involved in a game with like that where you've hit the bar four times? Um or
1: the teams uh, hit the bar probably four times? I, a few times. A few times when I was at Rangers. We were just that unlucky. <laughs> We'd always hit the bar uh, or the post or whatever and just we used to have one of the games quite often.
0: And as a player, what what are you thinking like during that match? You think, "Oh, when's this going to get?" In? Or like, are you just getting frustrated, or is you just kind of keep, keep going? At like? the
1: time, I of course like you're frustrated and you're just annoyed that it's not going in the back of the net. But it's just one of the things you need to keep persevering with, and you can't let your head go down too much because obviously, if you if you do that, then you're never going to score. So uh, it's just about trying, just keep trying, just keep at it.
0: And Robbie, you mentioned obviously Pr- Priscilla Chinchilla. I saw two assists yesterday. I think she had a couple last week as well. She looks a right player since joining City, doesn't she?
2: Yeah, I think Glasgow City have recruited really well in January with the likes of Priscilla Chinchilla. Yeah, like She looked a threat throughout, created chances. I think she hit the cross by herself as well and Janine Van Wyke and Arna Sif Asken-Daughter. The defensive partnership between them two just looked really solid. Like London pollard had been in really good form before for the season. Same as Donna Patterson and the gap between the midfield and defence was really wide and that was a credit to the Glasgow side defence—they really knew what they was doing and ushered out any threat. And and Gordon Forfar, obviously, they did well in the first half, but sort of crumbled to pressure
0: in the second half. Do you feel that a defeat like that for Forfar is going to derail their season, or will they be able to bounce back from that? I mean,
3: it's difficult because you look at the scoreline, and that's a big hit to morale. That you try and hold on to, hold hold yourself into games for as long as you can. That when you do let it slip, that you let it slip in such a harmful manner to your goal difference. Anyway, you know they won't be judging their uh, their season. With results uh, like this one, obviously, if they pick up something in these in these kind of games, it's a massive boost. I'm sure, but I'm sure they're not sitting there thinking, oh, "Look, the seven nil—that's you know se- season ending." No, they'll they'll uh, they'll probably be judging themselves by the results of. Of the teams that, that that are around them and that kind of push for fourth, those results against like your hibs, your Spartans, that's gonna be the result, the, the games are really pushing for, for a positive result.
0: And Lisa, you were at Rangers yeah. for what, eleven years, so there must have been plenty of games where you're sort of seven 0 up or something like that. Seeing a game like that, are you just are you just going for more or do you ever feel sorry um, for the Well, team? when
1: you're at a club like Rangers you're just it's instilled in you you just to keep going and just try and get as many goals as you can, um, and I think that's important. It sends out a statement as well to the rest of the other clubs, and obviously goal difference it can play a big, like a big part in football. So I don't think you can ever put like take your foot off the gas when it in terms of that I think you just as I said before just keep going and try and get as many goals as you can and especially like when you're a Rangers fan playing with Rangers as well there's nothing more than you want to do than score so that, that also helps
0: Talking about Rangers obviously Rangers of course kept up their run and run with a five goal demolition of Spartans uh, a double from Kirstie Howitt goals from Zoe Ness Lizzie Arnett, and Claire Gemmel to keep Rangers top of the table in goal difference and Lisa as a striker how important is Kirsty Howitt going to be to the Rangers side this season I mean that's seven goals in the last four games I think she scored 11 mm-hmm. for the season overall so do you think she'll be quite important ah, in she's title doing charge? well
1: anyway um, doing really well Kirstie's, Kirstie's, um playing alongside Kirstie's always it's brilliant So it is uh, she's just one of the players she always works hard she always finds space she'll take players on she's not right. scared to put her body on the line she's just one of the players that you'd love to have in your team and I think going forward, she will be so important for Rangers as well.
0: And obviously, you mentioned being a Rangers fan. Just how impressed are you with the Rangers? I do side doing really is? well.
1: But that's, I suppose that's always going to happen when you've got a massive investment in the club. That's obviously attracted a lot of players that have yeah. previously turned down Rangers before. But they're at the club now and it's just about them pushing on and just doing the best for Rangers Football Club more than anything.
0: And the one thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot this season, Robbie, is obviously Rangers defence. I mean, they've only conceded three goals all season. And with the league coming down to what might be a like goal difference, I mean, just how important do you think that defence is going to be for Rangers?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's got to be really crucial. Obviously, they're scoring a lot of goals at one end. Who likes of Lizzie Irwin, who we've interviewed on this show, and Kirsty Howitt. But yeah, definitely conceding as few goals as they are, and obviously they sent out a statement when they beat Glasgow City. I think it was 5-0 before the break. So definitely, if they can continue keeping clean sheets, then it could de- certainly come down to that, unless Celtic can have a part to play in taking points off either them. And Gordon, of course, Spartans,
0: they failed to they failed to build in their Edinburgh Derby result last weekend. I think that was their first heavy defeat of the season. How do you think they're going to bounce back from this one?
3: I think it's fair to say, like, like you say, that's their first heavy defeat um, of the season. And it comes to Rangers who've, you know, like like we're saying as well, off the back of that big win against Glasgow City, this result doesn't—I don't, don't think—really changes anything for them either. Much like with for it, it's just a right. You've taken the punch now. Roll on, and next game, you know, just redouble the efforts and pick up the result there. You know, if you're Spartans, you're probably feeling a little bit hard done by for the way the season's gone so far. To have those narrow defeats that they had, they had that they opened the season with, they're certainly a side that that have been playing uh, above themselves at times this season and you're just waiting for the results where they really start to show that against some of the bigger opposition I've tipped them for fourth and even after this weekend I don't I don't think my opinions change at all on that
0: And Lisa you've obviously played in the league for years you know the teams you know the players have teams like Spartans and Forfa Farmington sort of impressed you this season with the way they've been playing because they have been doing pretty yeah, well and they have.
1: Um, I think Forfa are kind of always been the underdogs I think they've got some very very talented players strong players and they're a well organised team they're hard to break down and Aye, I think, I think they'll be really pushing for it as well, as well as Spartans. They're the kind of teams that have kind of fallen away a wee bit in terms of trying to compete with the top teams who are basically full-time professionals, but Spartans, I, I've always kind of rated Spartans, to be honest. I've always found them a tough team to play against, yeah, yeah. but I think, I read last week as well that they're pushing for fourth, so I think if... That's what they're aiming for. I think they're more than more than likely to get
2: it. Uh, and they announced a big investment. Robbie, is that right, Spartans? And I think they're going to they're moving up from part time. Yeah, to semi-professional. I think I was at the Spartans game against Hibbs and Eddie McDivie last Sunday. And yeah, Derry McCulloch did, did allude to wanting to finish fourth as the target. And yeah, they're going to go semi-professional. And I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. You'll know, Lisa, in terms of is now Glasgow is Glasgow City Rangers, Celtic all. Like professional training full-time and then the gap's going to mm-hmm. only get bigger from these teams to the yeah. rest of the league. Do you think that's a good thing for the um, game? Like, there's a
1: positive and a negative with that one, I think. I think for uh, women's football in general in Scotland, it's good because right now there's a lot of attention and media focus on the league. Saying that, I do think there is a lot of attention based on the top teams. For me, it's... I feel as if, like, Motherwell, Hearts, Forfa, Spartans as well, like, they're the teams that i kind of forgotten about a wee bit. I think when you see, like, BBC Alba promoting games, it's always the top four they kind of focus on. So they're maybe getting like three games each whereas yeah. they three games are also against like a Motherwell Hearts or whatever and I don't even think far are getting a televised game. In terms of that, I can see positives and negatives to be honest. I think there's a lot of focus on the top four and not enough on the so-called bottom four and also right now the SWPL 2 just seems non-existent so I think I think if the uh, yeah. media coverage was yeah. distributed fairly yeah. across the board, then it would be a lot better.
3: Just to chime in as well, do you think then that some of the, the big clubs, especially when they're getting to a stage where they're able to mm-hmm. kind of force these TV deals in a way they've yeah. kind of demanded this attention, you think it's kind of an obligation that they've got to... Not to, to look after the smaller teams as well, but to kind of spread that um, spread that success um, around a little bit more?
1: Not so much an obligation, but I just think in terms of women's football in general, I know there's people behind the scenes that have been pushing for this for years and years and now it's finally here. It, it's brilliant, it is good, and it's amazing to see that all these games being televised and all over social media, it is really good and it is raising the profile, but I just think it should be distributed fairly across the full the full league because there is only eight teams in the league when you think about it. So it's why can't the bottom four get just as much as attention as the top four? If you go to if you go and watch a a Motherwell Hearts game, it's going to be entertaining. You're going to get end to end football, you're going to get shots right. on target, whereas you go and watch a no disrespect, but if you go and watch like a, a Rangers team play maybe a lower a lower team it's going to be one-sided. Maybe not as entertaining as what you'd get in maybe like the lower teams. So I think there's a lot of a lot of people watching women's football right now that uh, they'll show a, a big interest in their teams, but they're only they're only getting to see a Rangers, a Celtic, or a, a Glasgow City.
0: We well, were going to discuss obviously the Motherwell game, the game next, and it's funny you should say that because obviously the last two <laughs> Motherwell games exactly. <laughs> <haven't you? laughs> Uh, you know th- I know unfortunately Motherwell on the losing yeah. side obviously both occasions mm-hmm. but they were uh, they were I mean I was at the Motherwell fourth game last yes. week it was, it was good it was really exciting and then obviously the Hibs uh-huh. Motherwell game again was really exciting I mean looking at that game obviously mm-hmm. Hibs moved back into fourth by coming from behind yes. against Motherwell in a 3-2 victory for Motherwell what do they need to do least to grab a win because you've been they've been so, I mean the last couple of weeks have been, been so uh, unlucky I
1: think for Motherwell because there has been a lot of changes even like myself, I I don't even know if I was coming or going or what I was doing. I didn't I didn't know where I stood. There, was I wanted there? Was I not? Yeah. Um, and I know that's the same for a few other players. And then obviously the manager stepping down, and it's now Stuart and Wally that are that are taking over. But I think now. Since the break, I think it will be a lot more settled at Motherwell. Due to my work, I've only been to like a few sessions, and already you can notice a big difference as a, a change of attitude. The environment just seems a bit more positive right now. Stuart right. and Molly are really like working hard to do that for us as well and make it a good place to be again. And you can see the team finally like coming together again and. I think that's going to start showing in our performances and I think it already has in a way it's just one of the things we have been very unlucky but We've also had very little time to prepare just with all the changes that have been happening. I
0: think you're right as well, because Stuart, I've met Stuart a couple aye. of times. He's such a lovely guy. I mean, I've only met him to talk to, but he seems... Kind of, no. I, I can see how he would sort of settle. I don't know the other guy, Willie, but it just comes across he's, as such a... I mean, aye, is, well, is he he quite good to
1: work with? He took me there um, when I went on loan from Rangers. and He's just one of the managers right. you want to play for. He is a guy who he generally does care about his players and he wants the best for his players. And He's a manager that's approachable. And you can go and you can go and talk to Stuart about anything, and you know that he's going to have your back and he'll support you. And I think when you've got that support system behind you, you'll go and you'll go and do everything you can. But I uh, Stuart, he's definitely, he's probably one of the best managers and coaches that I've had. So and he's a big reason why I went to Mallow. I hope he's listening, to me he,
0: <laughs> Stuart? And oh, looking at Hibs, obviously Robbie, they, that's then back into fourth. Are Hibs the favourites to finish fourth?
2: Well, I obviously, as I said, I was at the Edinburgh Divy last week and seen Hibs and. They reminded me of in the first half last week against Spartans of what Glasgow City were like. This Sunday, they had all the chances. They hit the crossbar. but They just struggled to have that killer instinct. Colette Cavana was probably the best player, and I see she scored this weekend. So I do think, as we've said already, I think it'll be very close between Hib and Forford and Spartans. The games between that teams will decide it. Like Obviously, Hibbs have been that second team for so many years. It's a, it's a tough one. I think Kibbs of the manager, Dean Gibson, he wasn't too happy with the players at all last week, I guess. The players will want to bounce back and start building on that win against Motherwell in the future games. We're running out of time, guys. We better look at the Celtic
0: Hearts game. Obviously, Celtic kept themselves within five points of leaders Rangers in Glasgow City with a fantastic second half showing. With Sarah Evans scoring twice and Rachel Donaldson grabbing a goal. Gordon,
3: you were at the game. You look at this game and you think it was kind of hard to hard to to explain because it was three nil and it was so comfortable. And the more I look back at it, more it's like yeah, it was really comfortable. But there was this spell of that opening thirty minutes where you saw a heart side that are playing well above the eighth and and the kind of hidings that they've been getting from team, Really disciplined, really organised. They were shutting Celtic down a lot. And uh, when I spoke to Fran Alonso at the end, he said they had to make a change at halftime and it was absolutely that change as well as a little bit of firing them up at, at halftime I think did the trick because they came out of the block so fast in that second half. Towards the end of the first half they'd started to build a bit of momentum and then second half it was just all Celtic all the time. Absolutely able to dominate the ball, creating loads of chances from the wide areas as well. Jacinta, by the way, if you haven't seen the highlights, I don't know if they do her justice. She's a, It's a shame that fans aren't able to be in. She's absolutely a bums-off seats player. She'll probably drive you crazy at times when she d- doesn't make the decision that's, that you think is the right one. But she's really exciting to watch. And that left side created a lot of chances. And that is where Celtic got their opener. It's how they created the chances for Sarah to get her brace as well. She hit the post as well. So she was absolutely gutted to not have got a hat-trick at the end. It was just one of those games that we've seen, I think, quite a few times in the league this year where that second half, that extra that some of the bigger teams have, shows so strongly in that kind of final, especially the final half an hour where they can just control the ball, take all the time they want and and create opportunities at will. It feels harsh that the 3-0 is against Hearts, but on the whole, I still don't know if I can say that's a fair reflection of the game to be honest because I thought Hearts did so well in the opening 30 minutes. It's just Aww. they weren't able to replicate it across the 90.
0: And Lisa, obviously you, you'll have seen Celtic this season. Do you think Celtic can sort of make up ground and, Make a push for the title. No,
1: Celtic will obviously be pushing. Just Glasgow to- uh-huh. City will be. I think any any of them that are in reaching distance will be will be dying to win it. Celtic will be no different. But I think it will be very close up there. I think I do think the two top teams though will be Rangers and Glasgow City. Just the way that they're playing just now, they're like full-time professionals as well. So it's always going to be difficult to compete with that.
0: And Robbie, is there any
2: hope for Hearts this season? Can they pull themselves off the bottom of the league? I think it's got to be tough for Hearts. As Gordon said that they maybe did play well. And every game I've seen, the keeper has pulled off a lot of good saves, but I think it's just that step up to SWPL ones maybe a bit too much for them. And it's lucky that there's no relegation this season. Well, well, that was the plan. I don't know, obviously, with SWPL 2. Forgot to know about promotion, et cetera. But I think, Motherwell, and I'm not just saying that because... Lisa's contract <laughs> today, but I think Motherwell will push away from hearts in the coming weeks. <laughs>
0: Lisa's hoping so. Right, guys, it is now time for the quiz. So, Lisa, you are going to take right. on one of these two. Got a magic coin here, guys. <laughs> Do you see it? Right, Gordon, you are heads. Robbie, you are tails. So I'm going to yep. toss the coin. And it's heads. I forgot who was heads. Was it you, Gordon? Joy, joy. You? Right, Gordon. Right, so, Lisa, it's three questions each. The first, two, the first question... it's alright don't worry the first questions are multiple choice right but the the last two aren't so if you're ready so wait till I find the quiz (laughs) right Lisa Mm -hmm. first question to you right who hit the crossbar in the open exchanges of the Glasgow City game was it Addy Fulton Hayley Lauder or Nicole Um... Robertson Nicole Robertson. Ah, it and was Andy Fulton. <laughs> right, Gordon, you're next. I'm just writing down so I can keep the scores, right? <laughs> so, Gordon, who thought they'd open the scoring for Hibbs on Sunday only to have her effort ruled offside Amy Muir, Carla Boyce, or Joelle Murray?
3: Pick the one game that I uh, I missed. So, uh, we'll go with Amy. Why not? Amy Muir.
0: Ah, no, you're wrong as well. I'm afraid it was Carla Boyce. Right. <laughs> you, you might get this one, Lisa, right? Who took the corner for Zoe Ness to score Rangers second on Is that small
1: of
0: choice? No. <laughs> I don't... Nah, you've just got to get it. Like, I'll, I'll give you a I small choice. Right, no, it's I mean, first time on. So was it? I'm trying to think now. Was it Emma Brownley? Was it? But it was Emma Brownley. Was it Emma Brownley? Was it? Emma Brownlee? Was it um, Probably Emma Brownley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right we're giving you that one Lisa because it's your first time in the show why not right here's one for you Gordon these guys are terrible what colour was Spartans goalkeeper Rachel Harrison's full kit on Sunday
3: <laughs> oh I'm trying to remember now oh because I saw them earlier in the season and I have it I seem to remember someone and I, if I'm misremembering this I'm gonna feel awful but I'm sure someone had a, like, a proper like, highlighter pink goalkeeper kit I don't know who which team it is that I've seen with a, with a big pink. He's shaking his head. So <laughs> can I change my answer to? my god! You di-
1: see me? <laughs>
3: different, different, uh, different, uh, different color. Not hi- whatever highlighter pink is. Not
0: that. Um, I'm going to have to hurry up here, Gordon. Nah, pass, pass, pass. Ah, right. So so far, after two questions, it is is 1-0 to Lisa. Well done, Lisa. The last mm-hmm. question, Lisa. Who wears number twenty two for For Farmington? Um, is that the girl up front? She mentioned earlier. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is well. it? Right, is that wrong? I don't know her
0: last name. Or oh, if yeah. that is our last name. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, we're giving you that anyway. <laughs> London Pollard, well done. <laughs> and God, oh, Gordon, you were at the game, so you're going to get this. Right, who assisted Celtic's first goal with a cross for Rachel Donaldson and also had her shot tipped off the bar for Sarah Evans to score?
3: That was Jacinta.
0: Yeah, well Your done. Your favourite player. Right, guys, so the end yes, of the quiz. Lisa, you're the winner. Well done. Well done. <laughs> who <laughs> won? Yeah. a <laughs> So that's one note of the players and the players versus pundits competition. Come on, you pundits, you'll need to do better. Now guys, that's the sort of end of the show. So a massive thank you obviously to Lisa for coming on and Lisa, yeah, I hope to get too. back to you
1: all soon. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Thank you very much. Right, bye bye, thank you. Right. Cheers, Lisa. So before we end the show we'll obviously quickly look ahead to next week's matches. The race for the title will continue on Sunday as Glasgow City are back at Broadwood for the first time this year as they face Motherwell who will be hoping for their first win of the season since the restart. Rangers are at home again to Hibs who will be looking to make up ground on Celtic in third place. Celtic have a tricky test as they travel to Edinburgh to play Spartans and could Hearts pick up their first win of the season at home to Forfar for Farmington who will be looking to bounce back from defeat to Glasgow City at the weekend and that is the end of the anyone's game weekly podcast robbie and gordon thank you very much for joining me thanks for having
2: us thank you very much remember to check anyone's game out on twitter and subscribe if you haven't already it only works out 60p a week so you'll get some great content if you do so